uh, dressed as a is it a Mormon elder? Is that what they are? The guy, the guys that are on, on the bikes. <laughs> yeah, I just got in this new mountain bike, and so I just put a tie on <laughs> with the helmet. <laughs> and I that, love yeah, it was it was it was very like I didn't have to really dress up, but that's who I was. Hey guys, welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved. We're here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Chris Roby, and over there is my co-host, Carly Duke. Hey, guys. Well, Carly, um, this week is Teen Driver Safety Week. Did you know that? Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't love some good teen driver safety talk? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I'm also wondering, if we recorded this podcast in 10 years, would there be teen driver safety week are you like talking hover cars where, where are you going with that that would be great <laughs> but who drives the hover cars oh the computers yeah fair. yeah so so i i've thought about that before of like my kids you know my kids are 10 7 and 5 will they be driving when they're teenagers like, like my oldest will but like my five-year-old really like will, will they actually be driving hmm. with you know with the advent of driverless cars and you know everything i'm reading is they're they're coming and then there won't be need for Teen Driver Safety Week anymore. Oh, man. That would be great. I'd be great with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, the, we, we wanted to talk through this. It's a timely topic. We talked about driving a few episodes ago. Um, but this one is really focused more on just teenagers driving, um, precautions, um, keeping them safe, keeping them alive from point A to point B. Right. I feel like last time we talked more about when do kids get driver's license and what does that look like and curfews? And so we might hit on some of the same stuff, mm-hmm. but Teen Driver Safety Week is October 17th through the 23rd. So it's this week. And as I was doing some, as I, once I found that, there's so many weeks in, there's lots of weeks. in the year. Mm-hmm. Finding them is interesting, but I was doing some research and motor vehicle crashes are the leading cause of death for teenagers. Wow. 15 to 18 years old in the United States. So this is, for now at least, a really relevant topic Mm -hmm. because it's killing teens. Um, I also saw in 2019 there were 2,042 people killed in crashes involving a teen driver, and 628 of those deaths were the teen driver. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, that's quite a percentage. I mean, I get that I don't even know how many people were killed in crashes in 2019, but Mm -hmm. still... If it was your teenager, if it was your teenager who was killed because of safety or because of distraction or because of something else, or a family member who was injured because mm-hmm. of a distracted teen driver, mm-hmm. it's something that we need to talk about. Oh, absolutely! And there's a lot of things to distract for sure. Yeah. Um, number one, the phone. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was another. I'll post all these stats, but I saw somewhere else that, and this is interesting. When I read this, I was like, "Oh, I'm sure it's the same for adults too," but. If you're dialing a phone number while driving, it increases your teenager's risk of crashing by six times. If they're texting, it increases the risk by 23 times. Wow. They're 23 times more likely to get in an accident if they're texting. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that, that increases the risk significantly. Right. And so, I mean, obviously, friends, other things can influence driving, but parents are probably the biggest one because you're in the car with them mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. You're the one who taught them to drive. You're the one that they've watched drive for their whole life. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of wanted to talk about some of these and choices. Um, but 
Chris, why do you think teens, we've talked a little bit about it, but why are teens more at risk when they're driving than like an adult? I mean, obviously more easily distractible, um, more, you know, digital natives and that's how they communicate. And so probably more apt to text or video themselves or any of those kind of things. I'm serious. <laughs> uh, while, while driving, I can't TikTok. tell you. Yeah. I can't t- tell you how many TikToks I've seen that they're obviously driving while they're mm-hmm. talking to their phone. Um, uh, impulsive behavior, obviously just in, you know, in, in adolescence and that being a natural, um, you know, you know, impulsive decision-making and then also, um, just not considering consequences of actions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going too fast, um, driving recklessly, those kinds of things, uh, maybe having too many friends in the car, mm-hmm. uh, as well. And then, you know, your obvious, um, um, substance use um, right. as, a, as a as a potential um, piece of that, and honestly, lack of experience. I mean, driving is one of those things that you know the, the, lo- the longer you do it, the less you think about it. Mm-hmm. And so, just like anything, if you're new at it, you're thinking about it more. You're more apt to make a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, teens would be susceptible to that too. Well, even like my, I got in my first accident. I don't think I shared this in the last we one. We should do accident talk. There we go. <laughs> my first accident was little. I'm pretty sure it was the day, if not two days after I got my license. Oh, which, that's a great start. <laughs> bummer. <laughs> my track record was not great. Uh-huh. And it's, oh, man. But it, I would, like, chalk it up to lack of experience. Mm-hmm. I was pulling out of a parking lot, and a car was coming fast, and I realized, oh, they're coming super fast. So I just immediately threw it in reverse and backed up. Yeah. Well, there was someone behind yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And as an adult now, I'd be like, well, I'd either look or that car can go around me, like, I might have been out in the street a little bit, but it wasn't enough that I was going to get hit by them. Mm-hmm. And I just panicked. Mm-hmm. And so as a teenager, if you panic or if you're realizing, oh, I'm in a turn only lane, instead of just turning and coming back around, they try to get over and they get in an accident. Right. And right. so I know my brother got in an accident because the lane was ending and he didn't realize it. And I mean, yeah. stuff happens. Overcorrecting. Yeah. And and uh, I I think... That's that's the big thing with teenagers is the lack of experience and um, making sure that they have, you know, safe places to be able to practice and <laughs> and 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 probably and we'll talk about some of this too that uh, setting good boundaries around when where they can drive. Right. I don't think we talked. I can't remember now if we talked specifically about this law, but it's worth mentioning if we did. But there is, for every state, a graduated driver licensing law, GDL. Okay. And so I'll post this link. You can look it up by state. Every state is different. But for the purpose of this podcast, let's talk about Texas because that's where we are. Okay. So in Texas, there is an intermediate stage of driving from 16 until you turn 18 that restricts driving between midnight and 5 a.m. And it limits one passenger under 21 um, until you turn 18. Now that's not including family. So if you have siblings, they let you drive siblings around, Mm -hmm. but that means until you turn 18, you can only have one friend in the car. Wow. And I I mean, when I was driving, I'm pretty sure that was less. I think it was like maybe for six months after you got your license. I, you know, when I, when I learned that this wasn't a law as far as I'm aware. And so this is a law. I looked it up. You can look it up, do some research, check me on it. But I mean, do our teenagers know that? I don't know if they do, or if they do, they're surely not following this. There's no way that you're telling me a junior in high school is only having one friend at a time. Right. There's right. no way that or, they're saying, sorry, one or, friend come or with in, me. Or enforcing it. Yeah. Yes. The others have to Uber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
this seems really smart. It does. You know, to be able to limit other teenagers in the car with them. Well, I can say from experience driving toddlers around, I'm more distracted by what's happening in my backseat than I am my phone Mm -hmm. when I'm driving. Mm -hmm. When they're yelling and talking, if you have a car full of friends and someone yells and it scares you or someone's talking and you're trying to turn around to talk to them and you're distracted, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big deal. And so only having one passenger is a law. Right. And so that's something that I think as an adult in the life of a teenager is something good to know. And it's a real easy scapegoat of this isn't my role. This is the state's role. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's how we're going to follow it. Yeah. I think, too, having really good conversations around device usage in the car mm-hmm. is, is, is going to I think that's probably more important than some of this at this point, because it's always it's just part it's an appendage now. Right. And right. I know personally, I don't model this as well as I could yeah. in, in, in my car. And I, I don't think about my kids in the backseat watching me. And, you know, if I get a text from my wife, I look at it and I do a short response or whatever. But that's stupid, you know, like, like but I, the stuff that you don't think a whole lot about, um, obviously, until you get in an accident or someone gets hurt, but especially for an inexperienced driver. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, and I feel like this is going to continue to get better, the technology is coming along with um you know like with ios there's you know safe driving mode where you know if it's connected to bluetooth it if you're if you're moving in a vehicle it will not you know you it asks you the question when you pull up to you know are you driving or not mm-hmm. you know and my guess is that's just going to continue to get better where you know it just it discourages you from looking at your screen while while the car's in motion right there are things on your teenager's phone that you can set up mm-hmm. to help them with that another thing this <laughs> group of teenagers this generation facetimes more than anyone else like that's so funny to me Mm -hmm. because i don't facetime very often unless like there's a reason to Mm -hmm. but i'll call um i see teenagers facetime all the time and if you're thinking about a phone call in a car that's a little distracting if you're talking about a facetime where i see teens facetiming Mm -hmm. while they drive Mm -hmm. and they're holding their phone up and they're looking at the screen (laughs) and so that's even something that you might not have thought about that you might need to talk to your teenager about yeah if a phone call is one thing let's not facetime yeah while we're driving. I use the speakerphone, but yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, Seatbelts are important, and that mm-hmm. seems like something we shouldn't have to talk about. And once again, most cars now, I feel like, will beep at you until you buckle your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember. I didn't write this stat down, but something about teen drivers who were injured in car accidents, a big portion of them just weren't wearing seatbelts. Hmm. And how much that can save a life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you just buckle up. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, obviously be in conversation about alcohol use and, you know, especially if you live in a city, there's no excuse for not getting home safely from a party. Um, Uber and Lyft are a really easy thing, you know, and so if, you know, and then that's a deeper conversation about your relationship with your student and, you know, if they are partaking in uh, substance, but bottom line is you want them to be safe and get home. And so... um Talk to them about leave your car there, get a get an Uber, Lyft, whatever, get out of there, but don't don't drive. <laughs> don't drive. Don't get in the car don't, with don't someone. Get, yeah, don't get in the car. Um, that, that's even even more important. Right. And as Chris said, be a good example. They're mm-hmm. watching you. Um, it's easy as an adult to say, "I'm an experienced driver, so I can do this." And my three year old catches me on it all the time. Get mm-hmm. off your phone. Mm-hmm. And I try to limit to even if I'm at stoplights and I'm stopped. But I feel like a teenage brain or a younger brain isn't even going to equate 
oh, but they're only doing it when they stopped. I see. That's what I should do. Yeah, yeah. They're not making that. They're just seeing, no, my parent is texting and driving. Mm -hmm. They're calling and driving. They're pulling up Spotify and driving. They're they're looking at maps. Like anything that you can do to model, this is how I want my teenager to drive, you need to do the same. Absolutely. Hey, friends, let's take a minute to just talk about three easy ways that you can support the Teen Life Podcast. So the first one is to listen and subscribe. And congrats, you've already done half of that because you're listening to me right now. So if you haven't subscribed to the Teen Life Podcast, go in your favorite app and subscribe right now so you never miss an episode. The second is to share it with friends. This is easy. If you hear a topic that you think they would love or you just know another adult who loves teenagers, send this on. Pass on the link, share it on social media. We love it when you invite your friends to be part of this with us. And then finally, review us in your favorite app. We obviously love the positive reviews, but we're here for anything. So take a minute to share, to review, and obviously subscribe so you never miss another conversation. Okay, Chris, we are getting so close to Halloween. Are you a Halloween guy? You know, I'm not a dress up guy. But I, I I endorse Halloween. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know I'm I'm kind of the Jim Halpert like really simple. Uh, <laughs> three hole punch. Three gym. hole punch Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not gonna go over the top with it, but um, but yeah, I, I, I endorse it. It's fun. So we are still a couple weeks away from Halloween, but I wanted to talk about it now so that when you're listening, you have time and you're not like, no, that are, was such are, a good idea. Are we reminding him that Halloween's coming? Yes. Okay. It's coming. Don't it's, forget. It's 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 October thirty first every year. <laughs> yep, every year. I know some people want to change it to a weekend, but so far that hasn't happened. I believe yeah. it is it a Sunday night this year? Sunday night this year, yeah. That's such a bummer. Yeah, then you gotta lame. get up and go to school yeah. the next day. But do you have a favorite Halloween costume or just Halloween memory? Halloween memory or costume. Um I know whenever I was in college, uh, I was part of a campus ministry and every year that was like a thing. Like they actually had a, a, we had our own building on campus and we'd make a haunted house oh, cool. and um, like we would have like fights erupt over it because we, we all were all pretty passionate about this thing coming off well. And it was just for us. We didn't, I don't think we invited anyone to come. <laughs> um, I also recall some very, what would now be culturally inappropriate costumes as well, like them. Fair. Yeah. And I look back and like, oh, that, did, that, that didn't age well. I know. <laughs> yeah. You got to take those pictures down. Yeah. You got to take them down. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's my big one. How about you? So the first, I'm pretty sure it was the first Halloween Josh and I were married. So I wasn't a teenager at the time, but we did, you know, those like life alert buttons mm-hmm. in the commercials where they're like, I've fallen and I can't get up. Maybe this is insensitive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But I dressed up like a grandma, uh-huh. and Josh was the life alert button. And we have this picture that just makes me laugh that I'm, like, falling on the floor, and I have a cane, and I'm, like, pushing <laughs> the life alert button. Josh is similar to you. He does not want to dress up, so I could just put him in a T-shirt, and then I dress up. That's usually now, our go-to. Well, now I remember the, the way I got around it then, too. I, I dressed as a is it a Mormon elder? Is that what they are? The guys, the guys that are on, on the bikes. Bicycles. <laughs> yeah, I just got in this new mountain bike, and so I just put a tie on <laughs> with a helmet. <laughs> and I that, love that. Yeah, it was it was it was very like I didn't have to really dress up, but that's who I was. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So some costume ideas for this year. I went looking. There are some funny ones that I'm like, these are old costume ideas, but they're like pushing them for cool for 2021. So mm. who knows? But in case you didn't know, Hocus Pocus 
is coming back. They're releasing a new movie, mm-hmm. movie, right? I think so. And so I saw lots of Hocus Pocus costumes. It's the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom at Disney World, so lots of Disney costumes mm-hmm. were out there as well. Um, one thing is really makeup inspired, especially for the girls. Um, so I saw like all these tutorials for how to look like a comic book character huh. just with your makeup or like doing pop art with your makeup. Um, and so that's an easy one. If you have a girl who loves makeup, maybe you do something more simple, but make her makeup really cool. Mm-hmm. Sports are obviously popular. For a guy, it's really easy for them to wear their sport uniform. Oh, yeah. And then they're done. That's the best cop I'm a football player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, leave me alone. (laughs) Exactly. I saw a lot of unicorns, which was interesting. Really? Yeah, I don't know why why that one's popular right now, but when I was searching, unicorn kept coming up. If you know, email us at podcast at teenlifedangio and let us know. Please do. Decades. This was my go-to. My go-to in high school was I always dressed up like the 80s. Okay. Always. And I'm pretty sure I had the same costume every year. <laughs> but it was an easy one I could throw on. It like looked cute. It was bright colors. You uh-huh. could throw your hair up in a high ponytail and go. Yeah. A sweatshirt if it was cold. I mean, that one's really versatile. I saw a lot of Gossip Girl costumes as well. That's mm-hmm. a That show has been rebooted. If you didn't know, this summer that came back on. Um, and that's more just like preppy, I mean, plaid mm-hmm. skirt, headband, or like tie, all that kind of stuff. Group costumes are super fun. So if you your teenager has a group of friends, have them going together. Mm-hmm. For uh, This wasn't Halloween, but my <laughs> me and my friends dressed up like heavyweights. Did you ever okay. watch that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One year, so we all like had the Camp Hope shirts and uh-huh. dressed up like campers. Oh, that's and hilarious. Someone dressed up like... Uh, Tony, that's his name, right? I'm pretty sure. Like in the so. yeah. Perkis, like the Perkis Power tank mm-hmm, top mm-hmm. and lots of funny things. The one thing I'll say, so Google and TikTok are your friend mm-hmm. for Halloween ideas. So if you're a parent, I feel like teens tend to wait until the last minute and be like, hey, I'm going to a party tomorrow night mm-hmm. and I need a costume. Google it. I bet you have a really cool costume at your house. That would take like a little bit of paint or a little bit of really cool makeup or one extra thing that you'd have to get. And they have just a rockin' Halloween costume. So I kind of noticed that blood and gore really aren't on this list. Is that kind of not as in this year? Just not something you saw? Because I, I, I didn't I, see it as much for teenagers when I was looking for teenagers, but maybe for guys it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Pro tip, uh, the blood and gore thing when you have little kids, uh, we... Uh, my oldest last year wanted to be a zombie, I think. So, like, at the last minute, my wife put some, like, zombie stuff on him. And, like, his little sister was frightened of him. Oh, bless. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's... Well, uh, Sawyer this year wants to be the Charlie Brown ghost. I love that. <laughs> so, like, not Charlie Brown, the ghost. The ghost. Which I'm like, cool. Yeah. We're going to wear a, a white sheet around our neighborhood. So... That's great. We got to figure that out. Uh-huh. And that's not one you can buy. So like I said, there are a lot, but I found tutorials online for how to make the Charlie Brown put paint on a yellow shirt and then do the sheet with all the little holes in it Mm -hmm. for Charlie Brown. So we're going to see how my DIY costume goes. Now, when it comes to Halloween, um, these are questions that I think we've had you ask your teen for lots of different things, Mm -hmm. but just some things to think about. What are your plans? Mm -hmm. Make sure they have a plan ahead of time. Make sure that you're talking about safety, that they're not walking in an all-black costume at 10 o'clock at night in the neighborhood. 
Like, and that happens, so you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we had someone following us last year in our in our neighborhood. And just, I mean, people, they need to be aware. I understand pranks happen a lot at Halloween, but be careful. People are walking with their kids. Make sure they're sensitive to that. Make sure that they're not going to get in a situation where they're going to get beat up because someone's scared mm-hmm. or someone's worried about what their intentions are. Yeah, parents generally don't like when a teenager jumps out of the bushes and scares your little kid. No, it's not fun. It's not fun. So. It's not fun because then they don't sleep that night and a dad might come after your teenager because they did something they <laughs> yeah. thought was funny. That's yeah. not funny. That's a, and it, and seriously, like we're kind of in jest here, but we are, I mean, it's a, it's a, I don't think teenagers always think that stuff out. Mm-hmm. They're, in their mind, they're just being funny and that could really cause a problem. Yeah, exactly. So have those conversations with your teenagers. Make sure they're being safe. Make sure they're checking in. I get at some point when you reach a certain age, you don't want your mom and dad walking around with you. I guess, I guess trick-or-treating is still a thing when you're a teenager if they want candy. But maybe they're going to go to a haunted house. Maybe they're going to go to a friend's house for a party. So just make sure that you're having that conversation and know what your teenager is doing on Halloween. Finally, for our tip this week, this one is more for our school people, but it could be for parents too. So I saw this thing on Instagram that this elementary school teacher, Rachel Harder, She wanted to help her students who were just kind of having a hard time. And so she sent out this letter to parents saying, if your student is having a hard day, to text her handle with care. Interesting. On that day. So it's just kind of a code word that those were days when they needed some extra emotional support, some extra patience maybe. Um, But why I love this is because she wasn't going to the teenager or that student. I guess she was with elementary school students. And saying, like, hey, so tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. She just knew, okay, my attitude towards that student today needs to be a little different. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to handle them with care. Um, And I love that. And so I thought some out of that for a tip, maybe that's a phrase that you want to use with someone in your teenager's life. And maybe also a good idea. Teenagers are a little older, obviously. So maybe you teach your teen, hey, when you're having a hard day, let's come up with something that you say. Mm -hmm when you need that at home or at school. So maybe I'm trying to teach my kids. They're littler, obviously, but like I need space. Mm -hmm. Like there's just some days where they just need a little bit of space. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's just like, hey, today might be hard. Yeah. Just a little phrase where as a parent you clock in or as a teacher you clock in like, hey, maybe we need some patience today. Maybe they need a little extra time. Um, Maybe they pick a color like, hey, it's a blue day. Mm Mm-hmm. So just some thoughts. Talk about this with your teenager. If you're a teacher, maybe you come up with something like this where maybe a teenager puts something on your desk if they're having a hard day where they don't even have to say anything and no one else in the room needs to know, but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. today's a hard day for them. This is a, I think this is a helpful tool to help a student uh, learn how to use their voice. Yeah. And so if they are feeling overwhelming, confusing emotions, they have something they can go to that they can say that gives them agency. Um, allows them to speak up and to practice that and not feel overwhelmed while they do that. And so I I love this tool uh, for students trying to to use their voice. All right, that's a wrap on this one. Thank you so much for listening. A special thanks to Carly Duke and to Kelly Fan for producing this podcast. Also to Luke Cabrera for our awesome podcast music. If you want to know more about Luke and his music, check out his contact info in the description. 
Well, this podcast is for the helpers, and we really hope you feel helped. If there's something we haven't talked about or a topic that you're really interested in, email us at podcast at teenlife.ngo, and we will do our best to get to that topic. We will see you next week.